ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Oh. Court is back in session. Welcome to the 100th episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Oh, wow, applause. <laughs> We're not used to applause. The, the, the flow here is very different. <laughs> I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who, when 100 episodes you wait, look as good, you will not. Mr. Drew Celestino. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> 100 episodes and the first time we are ever doing this in front of anyone. So, yes. Besides my dog, Lucas. So, you know. Yes, it feels strange without Lucas going I, in between and, and tripping over wires and I could have brought causing him. havoc. You could have. We didn't check with, you know, ownership, though. Yeah, yeah. Bring a guest, yeah, yeah. So. Makes, makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. okay. Here we are. So, I mentioned earlier we got some prizes. Someone actually did rise. So, you know what? You rise. You get a prize. We did pass this to a nice this. lady in the back. It's a Rocket Raccoon Mighty Mug. You're welcome. Didn't I ask you last week if someone was actually going to rise? You did. I did. You, said you did. No, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I have no judicial power to make anyone actually rise. The court is merely a theme. And yet um, here we are. And yet here we are. Okay. So, um, kind of keeping with the theme of the show, sir. How it's been a couple weeks. How have your weeks been? Uh, very good, sir. Very good. Uh, without getting too deeply into my uh, minutia of my life, um, off the bat, we. We saw uh, Ant-Man and Wasp on Friday. We did. So no spoilers. Snap no. judgment. Uh, it was great. And I hope yeah. you agree. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I, it was just it was Marvel fun. It's good times. Uh, just a lot of things they did great. It's hard to like talk about the movie, not talk about the movie. Our full review will probably be next episode. We didn't want to uh, spoil anything for an audience who has no control to hit the pause button. Um, so our full review, that will be next episode. So yeah, that was Friday. Anything, uh, anything else going on? Well, Saturday uh, was kind of fun. So uh, the recording on the new uh, Long Cold Dark song continues. And uh, yeah. So, guitars are sounding really awesome. Everything's sounding good. That should be done, ideally, by July 27th, but uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, 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 yeah. we're getting there, and I'm still working on things in the house and whatnot, so fingers crossed that that will happen, but um, in addition to that, Saturday was uh, NJPW G1 Special in USA, in San Francisco, on Access TV, and it was dope. So for the listening audience... Which we can confirm we do yes, have there right is now. actually one here. Um, what is NJPW? NJPW is New Japan Pro Wrestling, and it is the greatest pro wrestling on the planet. Yeah. So this was their third ever show in the United States. Um, I was at the second one, by the way, back in March, and it was incredible. Um, but this was their third one in San Francisco. My heart was there, but my physical self was not, unfortunately. So the show was great. Um, there, there, there was uh, some unfortunate... Uh, things that happened though so uh Hiromu takahashi broke his neck that kind of is not good and folks when he says the guy broke his neck i'm being serious the guy legitimate this is not like you know wwe wrestling no, 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 where no. they figure broke neck i've watched some of this and at multiple points after something has happened i've gone i, I legitimately think that man is dead the thing is i, it I was, think uh, he's, he's dead 
the thing is, when you normally I don't say think it's that, a wrestler. I think it's just kind of like a hobo. They gave a sandwich and they said, "Here, get in that ring." Well, they're all trained professionals, but normally, uh, even the most devastating things look, you know, look terrible, but are safe enough. This was a very obvious. Oh God, that didn't go <laughs> as planned. Uh, he finished the match. He wrestled for another three minutes, but apparently uh, he collapsed backstage. And uh, yeah, oh. he has a broken neck. So okay. Fingers um, crossed for Hiromu Takahashi because he's really, 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 really awesome, and uh, I hope he can recover and come back because he's yeah. great. Yeah, that's uh, that sucks. It does. But uh, on the positive side, uh, Kenny Omega retained his NJPW Heavyweight Championship against All Cody. Hail Omega. And he also uh, staked claim to the sole leadership of the Bullet Club. Cool. But... But the Tongan faction, truncated time yeah, yeah, this the, evening. The, the, <laughs> the Tongan faction of the Bullet Club, however, who are the original members okay. who have not left Japan as guys have cycled out, they uh, have taken issue with the uh, other guys and laid waste to them in the ring. So there's a sort of Bullet Club civil war happening right now. So it's kind of unfortunate. Kind of like a Cobra civil war. Kind of. Alrighty. So. Yeah, yeah. That you know, that was that was it. That brings us here. I've been uh, you know honing my my live audience repertoire. So that's that's been my weeks, sir. Okay. How about you? Uh, my weeks uh, relatively uneventful. We had Fourth of July. I enjoyed oh, yeah. my my last year of not being forced to go to fireworks by a child. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that's all going to change next year. Um, at work, they just started handing out days off. And are you taking that? I, I took a couple of them. The inventory is really low, so I took advantage of that. Um, and my appearance has changed a bit you look since our last dapper. episode. I I have glasses now. They um, suit you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, getting getting a little older needed to uh, needed to see. Which is good. It um, helps. It helps. And then I Generally. went and then I went and got a haircut, and I was go to uh, the Goodfellas on Sheridan. They always do a good job. I always tell them the same thing because I don't have a lot to work with. I always tell them just give me like a two on the back and the sides and, you know, two finger lengths on top. So he did it, but he styled it differently. And he looked at it. I was like, okay, huh, that's okay. I can go with that. I I went home and I'm in the bathroom looking in the mirror. And it's funny because he's here tonight. I'm like, that's exactly how my friend Paul styles his hair. But but Paul, as you can see, he's back there, ha- has a, a, a magnificent mane, which is the envy of many men. I have the tattered remains of a fallen empire. Um, so, so I don't think he's going to mind as much. Um, so that was pretty much what my, uh, my week. Dear listeners out there listening to this when we release it, and those of you here, if you ever want to tell us about your weeks, you would think after a hundred episodes, chat, you know. I would I would have this. Oh dear, oh dear. Oh, his notes have failed him. They oh geez, they have. No. You know, ironically, oh. when we do this in, in my studio at home, uh, we don't I fix it. anything right. in post. Yeah, there's no editing. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us 
at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com, or you can find all these great resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, Drew, we do have some emails. Really first, uh, really quickly first, I want to uh, give a shout-out to where we are right now, which is Daily Planet Coffee here on Hurdle Avenue in Buffalo, New York. Yes, please, by all means. Um, this this is a fantastic location. They were very accommodating to us and let us do this here for free, which is really cool. Um, and who knows, if people like this, this might be the first of many. Never know. I'm enjoying a uh, fantastic iced coffee, by the way. So, big ups. Okay. So, we do have some emails, starting with Mr. Brian Budnick, who sent this back like three weeks ago, but I've been holding on to it because it was for our 100th episode. And so, here we are. And here we are. So, Brian emails us. See, this is the weird thing. I don't need the glasses for up close. I need them for distance. So You're, you're in bifocal yeah. land, sir. I, stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so, Brian writes, Hey, guys, I would just like to start off by congratulating you on 100 episodes, and thank you for making my commute more entertaining. As you think back on those early days, I would like to remind you of a bet that the two of you had that I feel needs to be addressed. Oh, no. Way back when, Drew spent a few episodes in a row doing his best Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Best is in parentheses, mind you. I mean, it's a good impersonation, but I mean, I'm just saying. I don't like where this is going, but go on. Uh, Of course, this annoyed Carl to no end. He threw an ultimatum to Drew. They was not allowed to do this anymore unless Sylvester Stallone was cast in a Marvel show. Well, I would be remiss to say, not say anything, as we all know, Sly appeared in Guardians 2, and I feel this is a huge injustice that was never discussed. So what do you say for episode 100, we get another Sylvester Stallone line? Um, well, hey, a show? You wanna, yeah, you want to well, save it, for the Guardians other show? Guardians of the Galaxy is not a show. It's a, it's it's not, a movie. It's not, but I think in the, the spirit of at the time, we didn't think Sly would be in a Marvel product, and now he is, because everybody in Hollywood is. Um, oh, but this reminds me of something before we get to Brian's actual question. We had, a, we had a, an email from Nate a couple episodes Hi, back. Hi, Nate. Um, saying, <laughs> saying you could do, he had heard that you could do the Colossus sound effect from the old X-Men arcade game perfectly and asked you, demonstrate. you said you were going to do it at the 100th episode. Uh, I said that? You did. Oh. Now, how do you know about that? I told him. Oh. I said, you know that sound from the X-Men arcade machine? Drew does it perfectly. It's, it's been a while. I know it's been a while, but <clears throat> he all is right. a listener. Only because he's here, and uh, if we're going to do this in front of an audience, I'm just going to go all in and embarrass myself. So. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Colossus? Been a, been, a, been a minute. Let me... Let me. <laughs> Lion face. Urgh, lemon face. Ooh. I mean, Colossus is much bigger in stature yeah, than true, you. So, true, true. You know. Big Russian, big Russian. Colossus from the 90s X-Men arcade game. <laughs> it's kind of like that. It's, Roughly like it's, that. It's I, been a while, it's, man. It's been a while, but that was still perfect. Thank you. Okay, Thank so, you. Brian's question. Uh, you guys have done a solid job honing your interview skills. So, at this point, who would each of your dream guests be? So, we'll start with you. What, what would be your dream guest for this show? I mean, I got to interview uh, the owner of my favorite brewery in the world on this show, so that, that was pretty cool. 
Uh, that's uh, Greg Cook, by the way, from Stone Brewing. You can go back in our archives and find that. It was a lot of fun. That was about one year ago to the date, actually. So yeah. 52-ish episodes ago. But uh, Our dream... two-year anniversary was two weeks. It was last week. Oh, my Lord. Anyway. <laughs> uh, dream guest. And I'll answer this no matter what, in any context, anywhere, anytime. Uh, get me in a room with Grant Morrison, and I will have uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. In that conversation I might go right over my head And my eyes might glaze over Yeah I might also fawn over the man Which, you know He's one of the few That I would do that over But it is Grant Morrison It is Grant Morrison He is an incredible writer Or uh, In fitting with my other Aura uh, Me and James Hetfield Could probably talk for a while as well That being of Metallica Okay So Alright those are my big ones I think for myself Going very show-centric Joe Casada. Yeah. Would be really good, or Mark Hamill. I think Mark Hamill would be a good <laughs> guest anytime, anywhere. So, you know, we have goals now. We have to, we have to get these guests on the show before Well, you got to put it out into the you world. You got goals. You got to put it out there, and you never know. It might come back. You got to will it into existence. Okay, so now for uh, two of the fantastic driving forces behind the, fr- behind the first 100 episodes of the Devil Do- Devil's Do, Mr. Alan Waiters and Mr. J. Gelsomino yeah, have, have helped us out with questions every show. Um, so we'll start with uh, Mr. Gelsomino, who could not be here today. His question is very basic. Carl, Drew, does it smell like coffee there? Man. Jay cuts to the heart of the matter. It's very deep. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Good. Good question. Good time. I'm actually impressed he didn't ask about Long Beach. We're not going there again. No, I know we're not. We beat that horse to death. Well, we, he, beat that horse to death. Yeah. All right, so now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. Do Drew. I, do I want to let him read it? He's right there. No, no. He's, we're, okay. he, sent the, he went through the effort of sending the email. I'm going to read the email. <laughs> okay. Drew. Yes. 2000-2010 is considered the platinum age of television. What two shows during this decade do you consider groundbreaking and changed the landscape of TV as we know it, mm. in your humble opinion? Um, I mean, there's so much out there now, but for me, uh, easily lost. Even though it ended so very badly, I have never, ever in my life been so addicted to any television show before or since, well, not since, Breaking Bad came later. I, was, I got hooked on that too. But Lost, I was doing four episodes a night on Lost because I didn't want to stop watching it. Do you have to go like Lost Rehab or something? Uh, <laughs> Were you out in the back alley the, trying the, to score episodes of Lost? The last season kind of was its own rehab. It weaned you off pretty easily. Okay. Yeah. Um, secondary show? Oh, boy. Yes, Drew, do lists, Alan. He doesn't do lists. I know. I'm bad at lists. That's kind of a theme of our show here. Uh, second show, 20, 2000 to 2010. Boy, The Office. Boom. Um, I think it's a fantastic show that's only gotten better with time. Uh, I, would kind of, I came in kind of late to it, but when I got into it, season three-ish, I watched it all the way until the end, and I, as I see new shows on television... I am in new comedies, that is. I am increasingly seeing the influence that The Office had on basically every comedy that has come out since The Office came out. So, yeah, that's my answer. Lost in The Office. All right. This is a question to me, Carl. There is a rumor that Big Trouble in Little China is getting remade starring The Rock. Mm. This, is fit. this is good. Mm. This is good, Alan. Mm. I'm glad you brought this up. Mm. Mm. If. 
if you were to remake this movie, who would have, you cast? Apparently, we have question uh, uh, plagiary, by the way. Just putting that out there. What? Uh, there's rumors here that, that Alan stole that question from someone. Oh. Thievery. <laughs> um, first off, I Mike, wouldn't... Mike Brook begs to differ. And he's right there. So For, First give, off... He's giving you the eye. I, I would not <laughs> remake a masterpiece. I wouldn't touch it. would leave it as it is. Second off, I am going to remake it. The cast is clear. It's Kurt Russell. It's still Kurt Russell. Because he's Kurt Russell. I can't disagree. Kurt Russell in anything. Yeah. Go. I'm getting as much as the original cast back as I can. I think the only one that's passed away is the guy who played Egg Shen. Confirmation from Jim. Thank you very much. Um, I, I so wait, think Lil Pan's still alive? I, he's, he's, wow. he's hanging in there. He probably so actually we got to hurry like this up and get this, this off point. the ground. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't need a lot of makeup to, no. look, to look like no. you know 900-year-old David Lopan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I would just remake it with, with Kurt Russell because he's Kurt Russell. So could they do, like, uh, the Logan version of Big Trouble in Little China with Kurt Russell? No, I wouldn't want to be that serious. Oh, okay. All I right. would want to be, you know, John Carpenter, all the just... Give us bigger trouble in Little China. Bigger trouble in Little. That's okay. what you call there the you sequel. Go. There you go. Good. All right. So you, no rock. No rock. Okay. Show of hands. How many people are tired of the rock? We got one, two, three. Really? Not about as many four. as I expected. All right. We got can a I, wavering. Can I, can, I, can, I, can I tell you all something? I'm at peak rock. <laughs> <laughs> I am rocked out, and I love the rock. But man, all he makes is schlock. And that sure. man can whore his schlock like nobody's busy. I respect the effort, but God, the output is just like, wow, that's a lot of work to promote Rampage. Like, <laughs> you know, so, well, he's, he's got a new movie coming out. It's Die Hard in a Skyscraper. It's Die Hard, but he has one leg. So, you know. It, it, but it, Drew, it's in a skyscraper this time. And Die Hard was in? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah, rock, rock buddy. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good. We're Take a out. breath, Rock. So, yes. Normally, uh, this is the point where we close the the cross examination. Does anybody in the audience oh, have dear. any questions? Ooh, First hand one. up. Ooh, we have two. Come on up. We got a got a microphone. How you doing, guys? Hi, Hawk. Howdy. Hi. As you all know me, I'm Michael Offer Jr., host of It Came From The Long Box. I've been on the show a few times. Look at that. Look at that. He doesn't have a question. He just wants to chill. Pour the wares. No. I respect no. the hustle. Oh, we'll I can chill. <laughs> uh, bringing it back to Daredevil. Um, I haven't been the biggest fan of the current Daredevil run by mm. Charles Soule. A little closer to hold the Michael. I haven't been the biggest fan of the current Daredevil run with Charles Soule. I think it's fine, but... What Daredevil was for 12 years previous, it's kind of lackluster. Is there anybody that you guys would love to see take over Daredevil? I know my personal choice would be either Jason Aaron or Donnie Cates, but if you guys had anybody in mind. You said it, uh, Jason Aaron. Give that guy any book right now at Marvel, and you, I'm all in. Have you tasted the joy that is Donny Cates' work, though? Uh, no, not yet. I'm a recent convert, man. And what's he writing? Uh, he did, Tell me. He did his run on Thor. Or okay. Not Thor, Thanos. Okay. Uh, the Thanos Winds arc is amazing. All right. Uh, I would start there and then just read 
God Country, Redneck, his run on Doctor Strange. He started doing Venom right now. Oh, is he the guy who said Venom is better than Watchmen? On he Twitter? Mi- he might have been. That uh, sounds like him. Oh. You know what, though? That's, hey, that's how you sell a book. That, is, no. that, that will get eyes on your book, for sure. Uh, that's how you sell a book. Okay, but so... Anyway, Jason yeah. Aaron, for sure. That um, is gold. Tom King. Also, Tom uh, King. Tom, Tom King King's Batman run right now is the best Batman I've read in years. He is also writing. Uh, is he the one doing Mr. Mr. Miracle? Yes, I read Mr. Miracle and it's fantastic. Yeah. So, all yeah. right. So, Mr. Offord, you ask a question, you get a prize. Here you go, sir. You you must come up to ask. Your we question. have another. Well, this gentleman here. Then we'll get to Nate. There you go. Get in line, Nate. I did. Hang on, you're cutting. You're jumping the line. You're, you're jumping the line. You're jumping the line, <laughs> yes. man. We have an unruly show. My God. Up on stage. Um, I'm Tom Fenzel. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Hello. Hello. Hello good, to put, good to put a face to the, to the email name. Thank you yeah. so much for your support of the show. Oh, no problem. I'm glad you guys are doing this live. I enjoy you all. Uh, question uh, for both of you. If you had a chance to do any animated voice whatsoever from your childhood up to now, who would you do? What character? And can we have an example? Oh. Ooh. Wow. Um. Well, childhood till now, the one voice I could do when, as a lad and still do today. Um, I can do Barney Gumble. <laughs> so everybody I, can do Barney. I guess they can, but because that's about all I got, I'll do Barney Gumble. So I, yeah. I have to be sick, but when I am sick, I can pull off a really good classic '80s Megatron. I just go around and I going, yes. <laughs> Give but that I need, man the, I need the like a good now. like bile in the throat to really make it work. So that's mine, Megatron. Wow. So, All right. All right, Tom, thank you very much. Thanks, Guess Tom. what? Tom gets a prize. Tom, you get a copy of Daredevil Born Again. Interesting read for the upcoming season of Daredevil. That's called homework right there. That, yeah, that's homework. <laughs> Mr. Nate Lockhart of the Memory Machine Podcast. He's, he's I, whoring I, for I, you. I wasn't going to plug, but... Uh, <laughs> you have to Carl. plug, man. If you have Thanks. stuff, plug your stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not that kind of... Um, okay, so I don't really have much of a question, but I wanted to tell you this in person to gauge your reaction. Uh-oh. This is what I did earlier today. Oh, dear. I uh, took an NES controller, an old school, original NES controller, and I ripped its guts out. Okay. And I put in a new PCB and I wired it up. To work with an Atari 7800. So the dead husk of an NES controller (laughs) is now on an Atari 7800. I have questions. Okay. So the D-pad and the buttons all still work? They all still work. So it's all the same, but you just made it work with an Atari? I did. It's plugged up to an Atari 7800. The Atari controllers are absolute garbage. Oh, the 7800 is awful. Well, then in they this call case... They the, the pain line controllers, so... In this case, I think, uh, good job. Even though... Okay. All right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't the reaction I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get that one. But, There's enough uh, NES controllers in the market for you to... Boy, howdy are there. Yeah. There's a lot. You can, you can make yourself a little something to improve your gaming okay. life. All right. Oh, All right, well, yeah. it might not be a question, but it's still audience participation, so Nate, you get a prize. You get a Street Fighter Pixel Pal. Oh, cool. There you go. Knock yourself out. Thanks, it's Cammy. <laughs> it's right. it's the front view of Cammy. So uh, really down. quickly before we wrap it up, any other questions from the crowd? And the answer uh, is a resounding no. no. Okay, all right. So <laughs> that's on. it for the cross examination. Now we're going to open up the case files and get into the news. A uh, lot of geek news over the past couple weeks. 
we would be remiss though if we did not start on um, on down note. Unfortunately, um, actually, Friday night as the credits were rolling on Amman Wasp, you showed me your phone, and we got the news that uh, Steve Ditko had passed away. Um, to say that Steve Get- Ditko's work affected my life would be a gross understatement. Uh, he was one of he was a co-creator of Spider Man. He co-created with Stanley Doctor Strange. He created the Creeper for DC Comics. He created the Question for Charlatan Comics, which later went over to DC. Uh, he did uh, Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle. He revolutionized the Blue Beetle. Yep. Um, so his passing is is unfortunate. Um, he was ninety years old. It's a, it's a good run. He had a good yeah. run. Yeah, his, although quiet lately, he was something of a recluse. He, he's always been very much recluse. He did not like to, you know. There's artists that you can go up and talk to about their work, and they're very gracious with their time and things like that. Steve Ditko, unfortunately, was not uh, one of those by choice. He just like he would talk about a lot of things with fans but like a lot of the primary stuff that you didn't don't worry that's my friend jim i know i got there's like a lot of concerned faces he just he just carl someone's walking he, off with your yeah son. he just went up and picked up my son and started watching. everyone's like is he are we watching a kidnapping <laughs> stop the show do yeah. something um so he yeah well the show must go on Steve Dicko didn't like to talk about Spider-Man or a lot of stuff. He didn't like to talk about his falling out with Stan Lee. Um, so he was very recluse, so much so that he actually passed away on June 28th or 29th. And the public just found about it, found out about it last Friday. So, yeah, pour one out for Steve. One for Steve. One for Steve. All right, so moving on to other news. We've, we've discussed some sad. Let's discuss some really happy. Okay. Drew, it was announced actually. Excited. Well, I am excited. Everybody should be excited because Billy D is coming back to a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> it was announced yesterday that Billy D. Williams will reprise the, lo- will reprise the role of Lando Calrissian in Star Wars Episode Nine. This is great. Drew, we always kind of butt heads on Star Wars. We have different ways we approach the franchise. <laughs> I love this news. I like it too. Okay, my I my only, I'm, I'm gonna, it's a retroactive complaint. I'm happy that they're doing it. It's awesome. Bring them back. Yeah. Um, why did you wait till now? Uh, it's like it wasn't my decision. I so know. I mean, I know. <laughs> well, no, the um, the original plan was he was in last jedi he was supposed to be the code breaker what it made they sense were going for, but uh billy d has had health issues fair, so he could enough. not do the shooting i guess it just it's one of those uh laments we're going to have about the new star wars trilogy is that you know they did bring back all the original cast but they never seemed to be able to figure out how to write them into a scene together so yeah yay see and i'm okay with that Leia and han got back together but we get no such reunion between han and luke and now carrie fisher is actually dead hmm. so uh yeah we are our, our, our heroes from our youth will never see the I'm, screen to, I'm again, okay with together. that because it shows that you know war 
tears things apart. War separates things, and those things don't always come back together. So it's like you know, uh, that, that's fair. But you know, I know. Trust me, I want. I wanted to see them all together as much as you did. But you know, and and we also put this. You know pretty well constructed idea together where they could frame the solo movie with a flashback or a yeah. flash for whatever so you would have the cantina now in whatever the current time and you get chewbacca comes in yeah and billy d is there billy d and they raise a glass to han and the whole solo story is a flashback right this is why we need to be allowed to write movies because we're give me the money and i will yeah. write the movie that said, right. Solo was still good, by the way. Yeah, so Solo, I'm we, not we love it. Solo. It was great. I thought it was great. It, okay, it, it deserved so, to do better. Good news there. Now, some images leaked thanks to Denny's. As, as, is, as is the thing now. <laughs> Denny's is a big source of, of geek leaking news. We got our first look at the new costumes of the X-Men in the upcoming X-Men Dark Phoenix film and they Dark are very yeah, film. They are, are very reminiscent of the uh, costumes used in the Grant Morrison run of X-Men. They are. And that's cool. Still not enough to they still say quite about this film good, though. Like that I'm a big fan of the Grant Morrison co- costumes, I'm, and I'm air quoting that because they're more like just kind of matching outfits, leather jackets, and they weren't really costumes. It was just kind of like a matching uniform set. But as much as that sounds like it should be easy to do, at least based on the Denny's Denny's, cup. Denny's <laughs> cups, uh, they're using the the look, but it doesn't quite look right. Yeah. So I mean, I. I haven't cared about X-Men movies in a long Neither time. Neither have I. I. I've let go. I want X-Men. to care. I want them to be good, but they're just not. I've said before, I'll say it again. It's X-Men. I can't disagree. I've, I checked out a while back, man. I'm, they're not winning me back just because they use Grant Morrison costumes. So Yeah, when, when Apocalypse sounded like he did, I was like, that was Peter Griffin. Done! The, the Ivan Ooze. Incarnation yeah. of Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you know they had some cool costumes at the end of that movie, didn't they? Didn't they kind of comic book up those costumes at the end of that flick? What Power Rangers? No, the 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 X Men. <laughs> well, you said <laughs> Ivan Ooze. <laughs> didn't they give Cyclops like the the classic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 but, yeah. I, but so we flushed that down the toilet. It's too little, too late. All right. Well. Um, okay, so it was announced, I think, two weeks ago. That um, we're going to be getting a new entry in the Spider-Man movie franchise. Not the Marvel Spider-Man, but the Spider-Universe's uh, work. Yes, 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 yes. Drew, we're getting a Morbius movie starring Jared Leto. Because who demanded it? I think Mike did. Oh, I, I think he was. I think right. he's the only one that wants that. So, number one, who wants a Morbius movie? And number two, much like The Rock, I am at peak Leto. I I don't mean like it? Jared Leto, and I don't care to see him anymore. Uh, what's he been in? I mean, uh, no. Suicide Squad. But what like it's The Rock not- is literally in a movie every month. Yes, and yet somehow I find him less objectionable than Jared Leto. It's weird. 
Okay, I mean, did you see the Joker thing? I mean, come on, I saw, the Joker. That thing, was enough. I was the enough. Joker thing is not one hundred percent his fault. First off, it's terrible costume design. Yes, his performance was not terrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is not your show, Mike. <laughs> um. He's just a weirdo. It's just I don't the fact, like, around. I mean, are vampires still a thing? I know I'm old and out of touch with the kids these days. The last I checked, they sparkled or something, and then after that, they they're gone. I don't know anything. Yeah, about them, so. I mean, if you want to do know. Morbius in a like a Spider-Man film, as like a sea story, okay. <laughs> Beyond that. Again, Sony's just like they're trying to make Spider-Man work for them without Spider-Man. Yeah. And aside from the animated film coming out, which looks great, like Venom. Yeah, he's on that too. Venom. I I don't care about Venom. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. If you've listened to this show, you 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 know our thoughts on. Venom. Yeah, I'm not excited to see Tom Hardy the movie. <laughs> I'm not excited to see Tom Hardy try and do whatever accent he's trying to do in that trailer for a whole movie. It's it's not it's not and good. and I'm sorry, but symbiote, get out. That uh, that didn't bother me as much. Not as, how you say that word. Did. Yeah, leave that, right that's now. That's fine. All right. Uh, yeah, we do have a little bit. <laughs> no, no. How, this, show this of hands. Good. How many Nicolas Cage fans do we have in the audience? Don't lie. <laughs> We're getting some babies. Uh, well, we got one. We got, we got, we've got. News that Nicolas Cage will be in, a vo- will be a voice in the Spider-Man animated film coming out. He will be voicing Spider-Man Noir. All I can say is I hope that they mocap his face for the role, and he just goes ballistic, full Nick Cage for this film. <laughs> the switch to webbing. Sure, just let him go completely. You know. Wicker man insane. Like, put, think, put his head in bees. Think Again. My, think my spider sense not is the tingling. Not the bees. I'm off of the spiders. All right, so last bit of news we have is it's not uncommon for big events in comics to get mainstream news coverage. Um, so building up, as I said, the Tom King run of Batman has been like the best Batman run I've been reading in a while. Building up to that has been the potential wedding between Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Catwoman, Selina Kyle. And they've been doing a really good job building up to it. It's been a really good read. And then it was all going to culminate in issue 50. And then the New York Times spoiled issue 50. Yeah, that's... Weird. I've never seen this happen before. I've seen coverage of it. I've seen theorizing on what will happen in the book, but they flat out came out and said, "Can we spoil?" I mean, it's, I mean, it's public knowledge at this point. Spoilers. They don't get married. Yeah, they don't get married. It doesn't happen. Um, and the reason. Sorry, I don't mean to alarm you. But. The the reason. Well, get up to date on your reading pile. <laughs> it came out last week. Um, and um, so yeah, that was kind of a disappointment. It was still a good issue. It was several days in advance, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was almost of- a full week in advance of it coming out. And not only that, not only that, 
they released uh, Catwoman issue one on that same day. And the cover of Catwoman issue one has Selena holding a copy of Batman 50 saying, read this first or I'll spoil it for you. DC. Someone dropped the ball there somewhere. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't care so much about the story, <laughs> Batman 50 and all that, what, you know, whatever. Uh, but that does really suck that a major plot point was given away in a, in a major, yeah. a much more major publication to a nationwide audience days before it went on sale. I guess DC could look at it and go, well, if you're going to buy Batman 50, we're going to buy it anyway. But I guess you're also throwing away any potential chance of casual fans who don't necessarily know what's going to happen of buying it and reading it and hooking them. Yeah. I, so, it's, yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. I hope they pursue some sort of... Uh, they should write an impassioned letter to the New York Times editorial a, a, page. A firm, a firm fist shaking? Yes. AT&T can, you know... Certainly flex their muscle and write an impassioned letter. AT&T owns DC Comics now. That's yeah. still weird to think about. It is. It, th- th- pretty soon, Carl. My phone service owns own everything. So just accept yeah, it now. that's fair. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the news we have. Do you have anything? Uh, I left this to you. Okay, well. So. We see where you have failed. <laughs> okay, so that does it for News for Week. Normally in the show, we uh, break down episodes of Netflix Marvel shows. Uh, we're currently in the middle of Jessica Jones Season 2. We wanted to do something special for this 100th episode, something that people have been asking for a long time for us to do. We've, we've certainly avoided it for 100 episodes. We so. have avoided it, but we figured it's a special occasion. People have been asking for it. We have, and we don't know for how much longer, we currently have Batfleck. But before we had Batfleck, we had Darefleck. We did. We did. So So last night, Drew and I revisited the 2003 Daredevil film. Now, non-director's cut, theatrical release. I brought both. He opted for theatrical, and for yeah. the sake of discussion and for what everyone has probably seen, it seems like the theatrical cut was probably the best uh, yeah. way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so how do you want to approach this? There's, there's two it's, ways. It's a well-renowned bomb. I think you're playing fast and loose with the phrase well-renowned. Well, Um, it's it's renowned for being a bomb. I I think there's two ways to to look at it. We can look at it uh, pre-2008 and post-2008. Yeah, because Iron Man, when Iron Man comes out, it changes everything. So looking at this film pre-2008, it's not horrible. Well, it's, <laughs> it's it's certainly a uh, it 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 is a movie with that, actors with actors that was released and acting. I will give it this, and no, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, acting. Let me get it out of the way. So, as much as people have lambasted the film, and it kind of did poorly, and was something of a joke for a while, and I put Daredevil as a character on ice for a while. Yeah. To the point where when the TV series was coming up, I was very excited about the TV series, but I knew anytime I would bring up Daredevil and my insane Daredevil fandom to people, they'd be like, oh, the Ben Affleck movie. Ooh, that Ew. stunk. Why do you like that? Yeah. And I'm like, I have to, you know, 
hang my head in shame. Like, well, because the comics are really good. <laughs> True. So it's pre two thousand eight. We had to hide our passion. Hey, what are you gonna do? But uh, I will say that the uh, writer director Mark Stephen Johnson, if if nothing else, made a tried to make a love letter to Daredevil. And what I mean by that is he, they tried to incorporate a lot of Daredevil's big ticket stories. And uh, yes. it, 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 it's very uh, reverent of the source material. The problem is. Yeah, it's kind of like the it love doesn't letters tie any of it together in any cohesive way. It, so it's, it's, like it's kind of like the, the, the love poems I would write a woman in like high school or something. Sure. The effort was there. Your heart was in the right place. Sure. Uh, just um, the, the, the results. Poor. Not so much. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's when you had, like, looking at it pre-2008, they shoved everything into this film. Yeah. Like, every, stuffed. you've got Kingpin, you've got Bullseye, you've got Electra, you've got... The origin. Like, the only thing that's missing is the hand. Basically. And, and stick. you've got the origin, you've got... Yeah, it's missing stick, and it's just there's too much going on in this film, and and not enough to make it all work together. No, it's like it's it's bullet points of what could have been a better story. Yes, they they should have excised one or two of the yeah. things in the but film. Let's talk about what they did right. Okay, a uh, visualization of his powers. Excellent, arguably better than the show since we rarely see it on the show yeah by default it almost has to be but even for what it is it is really good yeah they they hit they find a good way of explaining like his radar sense for lack of a better word there's a good visualization of that um sense of smell and enhanced senses um so that was done really well casting Overall, with one exception. With one exception. With Casting one exception. Was good. Was fantastic. Yes. The one I exception think. being Electra. Yeah. I never. Uh, Jennifer Garner would later go on to view like romantic romantic comedies and whatnot. Yeah. That's the vibe she gives off in this movie as well. And I get From the why, moment she walks on screen. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to hear the Jim Blossoms when she walks on the screen. <laughs> Yeah, a little, maybe some Goo Goo Dolls. I don't, and she was underwritten as well, though. They tried to give her some kind of pathos, but like by the time her father is killed and she vows revenge, I have no reason to believe whatsoever that she is this trained assassin who is about to go on a, a deadly wrath of vengeance. Yeah, she's like the girl in the coffee shop who all of a sudden is like cutting up sandbags in her very spacious New York room. Who's dropping those sandbags anyway? Who's cleaning up the sand? Who's cleaning it up? There's no get, furniture in that room. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, it was weird. It's, I, I mean, clearly she got the part because, like, well, she's, she's on Alias. We know she can do something like this. She was hot at the time. It, I mean, I can see the decision behind the casting. Sure. But the execution just isn't there. She's not written well. She's not. She's not the Electra that Frank Miller created. No, no. Yeah. And, uh, and a nitpick. Um, I do have Greek heritage. She she doesn't look very Greek at all. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, why, it's a minor point. Why gotta be racist? <laughs> just saying, man. Um, was there anything else they did good in this movie? Well. Winks and nods. And we don't get winks and nods like we used to in the Marvel flicks anymore. Right, right. So in, in 
previous to the MCU, a lot of these movies would throw uh, not just uh, you know cameos of characters you know, but the MCU does that all the time, as yeah. we know. And it's great, because they usually pay that off with a later appearance or development with those characters later on. That's, that's the part of seeing the Marvel films that my wife hates the most, because like when Bob shows up on screen, I'm going, Honey! It's Bob! It's Bob! Right. He does this thing in that issue! She's like, I have no idea what you're talking right. about. No, but we get... You're embarrassing uh, yourself. We get creator winks and nods. And, yes. And other yes. movies did that, too. And I think that's really cool, and we don't get that anymore. So we get like the character in the movie named Jose Quesada. Joe Quesada, obviously, yep. this editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics at the time and who was a fantastic Daredevil artist. Yeah. Practically saved Marvel with that title. Um, what else with that? Frank Miller shows up for a half a second as a corpse. Uh, what else did they throw in there? Kirby. Uh, Kevin Smith played, played Kirby. John Romita's name on the marquee. Yeah. Stuff like that. I see. Like These are all creators that have worked on the character in the past in the comics, so it's kind of like a, a wink and the nod to the comic fans. Uh, yeah, but like we said, the Marvel films don't do that anymore. They really if, don't. If a small character like that comes up in Marvel, it's literally a character from the comic that yeah. has a history. Or Stanley. Or Stanley. <laughs> and Stanley was in this as well. Uh, yeah, he was. So, speaking of Stanley, well, yes. the, the other thing the movie did really well. Uh, the, the one part that we both remarked was really well done. The origin and the guy who plays his father. Yes. That whole sequence is great. David Keith. Okay, and not I, Keith David. Not Keith David. I very said to you. Very different. I said to you, we need a new Ebony and Ivory film starring David Keith and Keith David. It could be like the, uh, uh, this is going to go over some people's heads, but some people might get it. It's going to be Black Hammer, White Lightning, if you will. Yes. Yes. See? That's right. Major League. Tried to go see it, but it was only on screen for two and a half hours. <laughs> I did hear it was in focus. <laughs> I did hear it was in focus. Um, so yeah, yeah. That was great. The origin, yeah, the origin was good, even though Stick was not part of the origin. Yeah, so now we're going to get into some flaws here. Yeah, they can. Which yeah. is going to be the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, now we're looking at this like post-2008, when we know there are things like continuity, and you can take the subject matter seriously and make a good story out of it. Well, for one thing, they take the heroism of Matt's blinding right out of it. Yeah. He gets in, blinded completely by accident, which he did in the comics. However, and in the in comics, the it's show. an act of sacrifice. Yes. He in saves the, the old man. Yeah, in the comics, he he's, there's an old man crossing the street. There's a truck full of toxic chemicals that, that um, the old man doesn't see. So Matt Murdock, as a child, pushes the old man out of the way, and the truck swerves and spills chemicals into his face, giving him his powers, and also giving us the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. You can look it up. Yes. Um, so, yeah, in this one, he sees his father acting as an enforcer, as a mob enforcer, and he runs away in a forklift, stabby-stabby, yeah. toxic drums, spill. And there we are. Sizzle. Yes. So, again, it wasn't a heroic deed. It was just more a freak accident that happened. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, the hyperbaric chamber. Now, look. Yeah. If you're going to have a whole... Se- if the kid wakes up and he has completely out of control powers and within 30 seconds of that scene, it all quiets down and he's totally okay and he grows up honing his skills and his powers and whatnot his whole life until we get to the flash forward where now he is Ben Affleck. Why does Ben Affleck need to sleep in a hyperbaric chamber? It worked for Michael Jackson? 
Sure. Did it? Did it? Well, it's not. It's <laughs> just, <laughs> pour one out. I guess. Um, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, the sensory deprivation chamber just. I think they were the trying sensory to sell deprivation his chamber the, a little hard. The whole like, basically, we realized that. Mark Steven Johnson is trying to make a Batman film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They wanted to make Batman with, with Daredevil. Yeah. So he has, like, the the, the the Dare Cave, basically. Sure. The Devil Cave. The sure, Devil's Whatever hole. you want to call it. Yeah. So when he comes down the stairs to his apartment, it's got, like, gothic statues all down the stairwell. Yeah. They wanted to make Wayne Manor in, it, in, yes. in an apartment in New York City. Yeah. From this poor lawyer who doesn't get paid. Yeah. Much. He has this posh space with a whole hidden yeah. lair with multiple costumes, a gigantic walk-in for New York City, by the way, for all of them. Uh, many iterations of weaponry, masks. He's got he's got a bat. He literally has a bat cave. It's not good. No, I, I like the show. He's just got a trunk. Yeah, he's got a footlocker. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Okay. We like John Favreau. We do like John Favreau as as, um, as Foggy. I almost had Happy. See, post two thousand eight. Yeah, pre two thousand eight, post that. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's now it's not good. They tr- <laughs> it's not good. I like that they they tr- here's a, here's what they tried to do. They tried to sell this his the character's arc as like he needs to be redeemed in a way. So. The way you do that, the way Electra saves him in the end, they, this is all in the script where he says, like, Electra saved me, and yada, yada. Like, he spares the kingpin's life at the end. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, he spares his life and doesn't kill him, and then we're supposed to be like, oh, what a, what a great selfless act, Daredevil. The only reason we have that to say is because he's killing people in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Grizzly yeah. deaths. He just, like, throws a dude on the train track and mocks him as the train is coming. And, and severs him in half. Yeah. As we see later. Yeah. Joey Pants is Ben Yurick. Eh. You liked okay? it more than I did. Yeah, I did. But it's Joey Pants. He's hard to hate. He is. Although he did um, turn on Neo and, and Morpheus, so. Well, you know. You know. No one's perfect. Uh, you know what? I like him the best, and you're going to laugh, but you know what? I absolutely love him in that uh, watch anytime. No. Oh. Um, He's good in that. Bad Boys. Bad Boys and Bad Boys 2 is the uh, the captain. Okay. The fiery captain. Oh, he's hilarious. It's fantastic. What's he doing now? Um, not a lot. We need more Joey Pants, I feel. And sure. Okay. Um, Michael Duncan Clark. Michael Clark Duncan. I thought it was the other way around. No, it's Michael Clark Duncan. Okay, Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> I, this is not a Keith David situation. Too many names. Okay. Too many names. Um, good as the Kingpin. I thought it was great as the Kingpin. I mean, not, least, to, not to speak ill of the dead. No. He's no D'Onofrio. No, but it's, com- it's a completely different yeah. presentation. Again, vastly grotesquely underwritten. There's like nothing. He's just. Yeah. We just accept that he is this big crime boss because we are told that he is. That drove me nuts the whole movie because there's constant references to this business and in business I've learned this and it's like, what business are you in? You don't tell me so I don't know. Yeah. 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 He has a building in Midtown Manhattan. It's like 80 stories tall. What do you do, sir? He, he acquires his money through ill ill-begotten means we don't even see that it's just talked about maybe yeah, I know. once in like one line maybe but that said he is physically imposing and well, yeah. has a very huge presence and i thought that was a great bit of casting i know it was very yeah. it was 
not for nothing, it was controversial at the time. Yeah, because like because of obvious dumb reasons. Yeah, stupid race reasons. And, yes. Um, can we talk about Bullseye? I mean, we, we kind of have we to. Can, we can talk about Bullseye. Good casting. What they call Bullseye. Colin Farrell. Uh, at, it depends peak, how you feel about Colin Farrell. Peak Farrell 1.0. Okay. Was uh, it that Minority Report, though? Technically? Yeah, Minority. Well, no, that was kind of like the one that put him on the map. Okay. Um, in a time of lavish, extravagant costumes. Yeah. Can we not do something better than a, a, a brand on the forehead? Yeah, yeah. I, I said to you when they introduced him in the bar, he has the, the black cap on, or the, you the know, beanie. Black, a beanie, the beanie of some kind. If they would have just put the thing on the beanie. Just put the bullseye on the beanie. I'm good. Put the he, bee on the bee. He could, he could wear it the whole film, and I'm okay. But as soon as he does that and takes it off, and it's like, mm. uh-oh, you're, you're doing yeah. that. You know what's even dumber about that? What's up? Uh... They put that into the comic after the fact. Ugh. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the movie was so successful that we had to have corporate synergy to demanded that he look like that. Make, makes sense. A- I course. mean, not really, but sure. <laughs> He's in this whole other movie. Everyone else is kind of playing this earnestly. <laughs> he really is. Well, I mean... We talk about this Nick Cage. Was, this, is, this is peak Feral 1.0, so this is pre-rehab Feral 2.0. You, you're giving him an out. I think he just thought, well, this script is terrible, so I'm just going to go full Nick Cage on this. And he does. He really does. He is uh, hamming it up, as they say, in, in every scene, basically. Yeah. Um, watch, his, watch this movie and just pay attention to his face. It the, is bananas. Uh, the, the CG. <laughs> yeah. Is bad for even 2003. They wanted to... See, Spider-Man came out. Yep. They wanted to do Spider-Man, but they didn't have the money to do Spider-Man. <laughs> so we, we got some, uh, some serious PlayStation 2 power in this yep. film. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's just... It's not... It doesn't... Every time it starts to hit a flow, it hits you with something that makes you go, wait, what? It, yeah. Yeah. It tries. It and does then that's just try. Like, then it just breaks everything. So we're also post-Batman 89, right? Yes. And you would think... Wait, let me check my math. 2003. 1989, 2003. Yes, we are post-Batman okay. 1989. Why did they insist on trying to film it at times like it was Batman 66? We had Dutch tilts in like every Everywhere. shot, every single courtroom, scene, at least one slightly Dutch tilt. tilted. Matt's apartment. And once you notice it, you will not be able to unsee it. It's like, oh my god, they're doing it again. Everything's like this. Everything is, is yeah. slightly off kilter. What? Wait, wait, wait. That worked for Batman sixty six. There's a reason they have not done it since then. There's a reason a lot of directors don't do that because yeah. it's, it's not good. It's um. I mean, there are so many ways we could say this movie wasn't great. <laughs> well, you know, we, I we, mean, this we, is we, post. We tried to give it a, the benefit of the doubt. We are this, fans. This Daredevil was made. The film Daredevil was made in a time where we're post X Men, post Spider Man films. So studios are just throwing anything at the wall to find that next big thing. So I mean, it's kind of they probably got them on the cheap. 
Somewhat, and, and Daredevil was sort of a hot, sort of they, a hot property they, at the time. They clearly didn't break the bank on the film. No, I mean, all the budget went into the casting. Probably. Um, I don't. I don't think there's really anything else we can we can say too much about this. <sighs> they 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 tried. It they was, did try. They tried. What's and even what's funnier? the lesson learned here? Um, never try. Never try. <laughs> no. Ironically, um, Fox did give Mark Stephen Johnson another Marvel movie after this. Oh, God. He did Ghost Rider, he? Didn't did he did do Ghost Rider. Oh. And instead of Colin Farrell pretending he's Nick Cage, they actually <laughs> they got, got him Nick, Nick Cage. Cage. Can we get Colin Farrell? No, he's in rehab. Okay. Can we get Nick Cage? Yes. Where's the intern with the change from lunch? Okay, three, four... Four dollars twenty three cents. Yes, we can get Nick Cage. Was this? Yeah, that was around when his his financial woes started to become public knowledge, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, I think so. Fair enough. Yeah, Ghost Rider is bad. Yeah. I went to see because Ghost Rider again, my second favorite Marvel character. Mm-hmm. I was excited to see they were doing a movie. I went to a friend of mine who was unfamiliar with the comic character came with me to the film. At the end, he just leans over to me. He's like, "Was was that good?" <laughs> <laughs> If you have to ask. No. <laughs> no, it was no. not. They got, they got the look of Ghost Rider and his motorcycle right. Everything else from there, terrible. Yeah. And then yeah. they tried to do another one. They and that sh- was worse. He, Ghost, Ghost Rider That was cool. worse. Okay. And then they, said, then they said, you know what? Nick Cage as Johnny Blaze didn't really work in the first one. Let's do another one. Uh, yeah, let's bring him back. I am so glad we're post-2008. Yeah, uh, Iron Man saved the world, literally. Well, for us, anyway. Yeah. It, it yeah. changed the game. They, Yeah, it, man, Daredevil, it's, it was, it's such a confounding movie. As a fan, it really, like, it, it hurt me. But, again, I think they, they definitely tried. There is a lot of fandom in it. Some of those uh, stuff in the movies right off the page, like the whole death of Elektra, is basically yeah. That's off. That's right literally off the page. how it appeared in the comic. It just had zero gravitas because we don't we know didn't much have time about to her. Care, we don't care about Elektra. She's no. like she's in three scenes up to that point. About that, yeah. Like we don't have time to care about any of these characters because you're putting too much in here. I did have the now idea. Now we're though. getting a little too much time to care about these characters. Well, With 13 episodes. Cut yeah. it back to 10. That's a whole other discussion yeah. about the shows. But um, yeah, yeah, it, they, they tried. But yeah. thankfully, they, they it, it's been, try. it has, as we are sitting here doing a show about it, they, it got better. Yeah, it, got it much did better. get better, especially uh, considering the Netflix show now is fantastic. For any of you who haven't watched the Netflix show, Number one, I'm why looking at certain people, <laughs> watch the Netflix show. It's awesome. It is. It All is. Right. It's great. So normally this is kind of where we wrap up the show. We've got a little bit of time left, and I've still got some stuff left in the prize bag here. Does anybody have any questions or comments? And if, if, <laughs> <laughs> We got some double dippers, man. Okay, you can we'll ask. Come back and ask a question. We'll allow it. We don't have a ton of time left, Mike. Shill your wares. Okay, talking about the Daredevil movie, you have seen the R-rated director's cut. I have, yes. 
Is your opinion of that different? It's better. Not by it, much. It is better. I mean, it's still it not has, It has good. a story. It has more of a story. They explain how the cops find and out. it has Coolio. It does have Coolio. It's got 100% more Coolio. <laughs> um, he took us on a fantastic voice. He sure did. Gangster's Paradise, yo. That's right. Um, it, it is a better movie, but it's the, the problems overall still remain. Like, Electra's still kind of whatever. The only thing it really does well is that Coolio subplot does kind of, if I'm not mistaken, uh, lead to the reveal to the public and the police that Wilson Fisk is the kingpin of crime, which explains in the end why the cops are going to the tower for him and not Daredevil, when the whole 30 minutes preceding that, they are chasing Daredevil explicitly and have nothing to do with with kingpin whatsoever and no reason to to go there for him at all. Yeah. So, director's cut kind of fills that in. Which it's kind of nice. like going from getting punched in the throat <laughs> to getting punched in the gut. Pick one. Well, no, like the which one is better? The dirt. Well, no, getting punched in the throat is worse. Okay, so that's the theatrical cut. The director's cut's like getting punched in the gut. Still right. sucks. Y- yeah, but it's, it's slightly better than getting punched in the throat. And since you guys mentioned it, I challenge you to do both Ghost Rider movies on the show. I'll even help you guys with one of them. Um, no. No. I'll do it. But we got to sell him. So, thanks, man. We did Trial of the Incredible Hulk, and that was... Oh, that was fun. <laughs> that was, it that was, was terrible, but it was fun. That was a whole... Uh, Daredevil lives in the suburbs? Yeah, of, of <laughs> like, Vancouver. It, it's, it's, yeah, but it's New York City. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And Kingpin has a serious VHS fetish. Which is uh, yeah. not a thing I knew about until that movie. But John Reese davies good kingpin. Sure. I mean, beard, but, you know, it was the 80s. It was the 80s. It was very much the 80s. Uh, I would uh, pose this, because I thought about it last night, even though we're talking about this movie right now, but, like, we should do, like, a commentary track for the Daredevil movie. Because I think there's just so many observations that we had. It was, like, rapid fire. Yeah, I mean... But then we'd have to watch it again. That's true. <laughs> true. Which I don't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not getting paid for this. No. If no. we started like a Patreon that nobody would sign up for. Well. Maybe then, but. Yeah. There you go. See? So we got two bucks. There you go. <laughs> What's a red box on a Daredevil DVD? It's got to be like two bucks, right? Well, come on. 99 cents, right? I don't even know. Probably. Yeah. I own two copies. Okay, any other uh, questions or comments? Anything? Anyone? That's a no. What's prize? Oh, we got our oh, question. Oh, no, another one. Come on back up. Yeah, come on up. Yeah, come on up. You need a microphone because that's how it's getting recorded. I uh, just want to see um, what beer have you been drinking lately? Ah, this, the beer discussion. Or uh, making. So, well, unfortunately, as uh, you may or may not know, um, uh, my my son is due in about two months. Yay! So yeah, yeah. kind of a big deal. So as a result, you're um, gonna be a dad. I know. <laughs> Poor kid. He's got no idea. Um, but as a result, I've been like flipping my whole house around and like blowing it up. So I've been very very busy. So this the season turned, and I was like, yes, brewing weather. But I have no time to brew, so I, I've not been brewing anything. But uh, I have had a good stash in the fridge for the last little while, so I had some of the um, Barrier Every Time I Die collaboration. The band, um, they have a, a rye IPA that was pretty good. 
Um, a lot of uh, Stone, as always, are my favorite brewery. I brought that up before, but their new um, Fear Movie Lions uh, IPA in a white can. It's really good. Um, and let's see, what else have I had recently that I really enjoyed? Uh, if it's juicy, I'm in. So uh, there's some Imperial Arts Wrench that I've been enjoying as well. So check that out. So yeah, cool. that's about it. Yeah, beer. I could go for a beer. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> Coffee. Beer. C O. Um, so yeah, e. kids coming soon. That'll be fun. It will be. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. I'm psyched. I'm very excited. Okay, last call for any questions or comments. Alan Waiters, ladies oh my and gentlemen. God. Yes. Mr. Alan Waiters. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Alan. Have you guys ever thought about doing a Botchamania style, but with old Marvel movies? What's Botchamania? I would have to have some serious video editing skills to pull that off. I think you do. I, 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 t- time is a, is a factor, Alan. Yeah, but, time. Um, what's, what's Botchamania? What's Botchamania? Oh, dear. Uh, Botchamania is an excellent show that comes out semi-regularly. Um, it is a, cole- a, a, a compilation of botches in professional wrestling. So oh, so when someone gets their neck broken. No, 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 no. They, no, no How is that not a botch? He, he got his neck broken. That's one instance. doesn't always happen. Sometimes guys just screw stuff up and look really stupid, which is basically botchamania in a nutshell. And then there's really great edits that uh, people make for the endings where they splice in pop cultural uh, shows and they make it wrestling relevant. And they're often hilarious. So botchamania. Uh, they don't need me to show for them, but I will anyway. Botchamania. Alan Waiters, you get a prize, sir. Thank you Yay. very much. Hey, thank you. Alrighty then. All right, I think it's about that time. It here. is. It is. Um, before we wrap things up, we just want to say it's been a great uh, 100 episodes. Mostly great. Mostly great. <laughs> We've had some clunkers. Um, we look forward to 100 more. Uh, definitely some special thank yous. Uh, thank you, first and foremost, to our wives. My wife was here. Did she finally get smart and leave me? <laughs> is she? Is she? All right. More time to play X-Wing, I guess. There you go. Um, <laughs> Where are you going to store your ships if you're out of the house? Well, you know, it's like a tackle box. Okay. It's How a problem, but it's a, it's a small problem. Okay. But it's you got sl- to live out of that tackle listen, box now, too. Listen, yes, I have an X-Wing problem, but I don't have a cocaine problem. <laughs> it's, it's the little and things. And that's much more expensive. Is, hang on. Is it? <laughs> is it, though? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure... I, don't I mean, know. we're still talking cocaine. Is, is, I, I don't... Okay, I'm just going to let that lie. <laughs> I've seen your X-Men collection, sir. I think uh, that would get you quite a lot of cocaine. All right, so crystal meth? I don't know the street value Neither of do this I, stuff. Man. I live in the suburbs. What can I tell you? Does anyone know the street value of crystal meth? At least okay. next week you'll get to keep your teeth and you know your skin will remain yeah. intact. Yeah. Yeah. There's different kinds of rehabs. Sure. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, X-Wing is a game I play. and It's chess with Star Wars ships and flying it, it, around. It consumes. I'm just getting less cool as I keep talking. Just, But I don't care. 
Appreciate it. So, very special thank you to our wives who uh, support this endeavor. Thank you very much um, to those who weekly on the show uh, send in questions and support the show. Uh, Tom, Alan, Jay, who couldn't be here tonight. Um, anybody who's ever been on the show, Mike, Jim, Nate, uh, Alan, again, has been on the show. You guys have been great. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you to um, anybody who retweets, shares the show. To Very get important out that you there. do that, by the way. We appreciate it. We love doing this. Uh, we're going to do this regardless of you know people listening, well, at least until your wife gives birth. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Might be a little hiatus there for a minute we'll see we'll see then again i might be eager to like get away and just let's do a show please yeah, okay. Can we do two a week because i got time. <laughs> two episodes a week anyway all right so thank you very much for everyone sir thank you very much for coming uh, on this uh adventure it's been fun thank drag- you for getting me out of podcast retirement yeah i kind of had to drag you kicking screaming the whole no bit. the whole no swearing thing was a a big sticking point for it, you. It was. I've adapted well. But look, we've got kids here now who can enjoy the show and learn. They've heard me swear. And Mike. <laughs> we've got Mike here. We can't use Mike's bad heard language me swear around too. Mike. <laughs> yeah, see, it's, you get used to it. You do. You, right. you actually do. It's weird. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. If... You would like to find us out in the social media or in the web. You can do so at Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devils Do Podcast.com. Drew? Any last thoughts? We should also thank Daily Planet for hosting oh, this yes. event. So Daily thank you guys Planet, very much. thank you very much. Yes, thank you. Please give them, give them money for beverages and food. Um, they've been great. Uh, That's it, man. Drew, you got anything to... No, I'm, I'm, I'm all good. Thank you all for coming out. That's really All right, good. for episode Appreciate 100, it. court is adjourned.